Hello, everybody. My name is K5, and I am recording for HPR. That's Hacker Public Radio. My topic for the evening is how to play the game of craps. And there's a couple of things I want to get out of the way right off the bat before we talk about playing any gambling games. First of all, if you are in any way uncomfortable with losing money, you should definitely stay away from any kind of gambling game. One of the things about the way casinos and casino games are constructed is that the odds are always in the house's favor. And that's the same with blackjack, three-card poker, baccarat, roulette, and even craps. All of the odds are in the house's favor. Now, there's one specific thing about craps which makes it worth playing, and that's that the odds that are in the house's favor are so minuscule, especially depending on how many, how much they give you in the uh, odds option, that they are essentially negligible. Now, there is only one other game on the entire casino floor that gives you those same odds, and that game is Pi Gal Poker. Now, many of you have may have seen Pi Gal Poker. And the thing about Pi Gal Poker is the odds between you, the player, and the house in Pi Gal are exactly even. They are dead even. But the house gives themselves an advantage by charging you an ante or a commission in order to play the game of Pi-Gal Poker. That's how they maintain their edge. Now, how do they do that? Well, when you place your bet, the house basically is matching your bet, but when you win, they take a commission on your winnings. So you don't actually make two to one, you make two to one minus a small commission. That's how they maintain their edge, because the odds are exactly even. Now, the odds in craps are not exactly even. They are very, very slightly tilted towards the house. But that being said, if they give you odds, in other words, they allow you to place odds against your bets, the higher the odds they give you, or the higher the odds they allow you to place, the closer you are to even odds with the house. And even if they don't allow you to play large odds, the house advantage is still limited to about tenths or one hundredths of a percent. This makes craps one of the most beneficial games you can play in a casino. So what happens is, since the house realizes that the odds are so close, since they're giving players a very close to even advantage when it comes to playing against the house, what they do to discourage people from playing craps is to make the table extremely intimidating. Most people will walk up to a craps table, take one look at it and say, I have no idea how to play this game, so I'm not even going to approach the table. And that's exactly why they've designed the table the way they have to intimidate the average player so they won't even put their money down because that also gives the house an advantage.
So one of the first things you need to know about the game of craps is that most of the table that you see when you approach a craps game is irrelevant to how you want to play. Now, most people will tell you there's only one way to play, and that's to bet with the shooter. And when they come around to you explaining how to play the game, that's how they'll tell you to play. I'm going to explain to you how to play that way and how to play craps in general, but then I'm going to explain to you how to play craps in a way that will actually net you more money over a long-term investment and is actually the way that craps is supposed to be played, which is why the house and most people who explain the game to people won't tell you about because it's essentially what they call the dark side or the wrong way to play, but statistically, it's the right way to play, and that's what I'm ex going to explain to you in this episode. So let's start with the fundamentals of the game. I mean, there have to be some basics to how craps is played, correct? So let me explain to you what those are. Basically, if a round is going to start, there is what is called the come-out roll. Now, if you look at a craps table, and I might suggest at this point that you want to be looking at the picture of a craps table if you can be while you're checking out this episode. It'll make some of the things that I say much more easy to understand. But if you can't, then go ahead and listen to the episode and then take a look at a craps table later, and it will probably make a lot more sense to you. Basically, there are two types of roles on the come out roll, which is the first roll of a turn or a round the dice are passed to one person who will roll them you know this will be the very first time they roll the dice on this particular trip around the table and it's called the come out roll now if you're looking at a craps table around the outside there will be what is called the pass line now the pass line is placed closest to the players because this is the line they want you to play. This is the line the house wants you to play. And on the surface of it, it would seem that the pass line is the way you want to bet. Because when you're talking about the roll of the dice, there is one roll of all rolls that is the most likely, the most statistically likely to happen, and that is the roll of a seven because there are more ways to roll a seven on two dice than any other combination of those two dice. So what the pass line is saying is if you put a bet on the pass line during the come out roll, which is basically the only bet you can make, if the shooter, the one who's throwing the dice, rolls a seven or an 11, you are an instant winner. You will immediately double your money. That's a two-to-one bet on the pass line. So if you put down $5 or more than likely a $10 bet at a typical casino on the pass line, and the come-out roll is a 7 or an 11, you will make your $10 back instantaneously. And we're going to assume a $10 table for the purpose of purposes of this discussion because $5 tables are usually pretty hard to come by. $10 tables um, are pretty typical, so that's where we'll start here. So to summarize, the pass line bet you place on the come out roll. If you bet $10 and the come out roll is 7 or 11, 
you win at even odds. You'll be paid $10 for your $10 bet. If a 7 or 11 is rolled on the come out roll, then that round is over and the shooter will be allowed to roll again. A new round will start and they will throw the dice. If the ne- you know, if the next roll happens to be a 7 or 11 again, you will get paid again for your pass line bet and on and on and on, no matter how many times they roll a 7 or an 11 on the come-out roll. Seems pretty simple so far, yay? Well, let's go on to the next line, which is the don't-pass bet. The funny thing about the craps table is it is entirely designed to get you to play the game in the way the house wants you to play. The pass-line bet is actually closest to you, which makes it the most convenient to place a bet on. The line that's the next furthest away is the don't pass. Now the don't pass is kind of what it sounds like. It's exactly the opposite of the pass line bet. In other words, if you put a bet on the don't pass bet, you are betting that the come out roll is going to be not a 7 or 11. What you're betting on is what they call craps. Now the craps rolls are 2, 3, and 12. Unfortunately, 12 is kind of a special bet in the craps world. That's usually what's called a push. Now, if you're familiar with gambling at all, a push is basically when you and the house are exactly even. No one wins. So if a 12 is rolled on the come out roll and you are betting on the don't pass, nothing happens. Same thing with a pass line bet. Now, if a 2 or a 3 is rolled on the come-out roll, you win. Just like somebody who is betting on the pass line would win if the come-out roll was a 7 or an 11. So basically, when it comes to pass line bets, or what are called pass bets, if you are betting with the shooter, you're hoping for a 7 or an 11. If you're betting against the shooter with the don't pass bet, you're betting on craps, which is two or three. Now, once the come out roll has been thrown, there's something else that can happen. We've already established that a winning come out roll, if you want to call it that, is a seven or 11, and a losing come out roll is a two or a three unless you happen to be betting against the shooter. The 12 is a push, and 12 is sometimes called boxcars, a pair of sixes. So what happens if the roll isn't any of those? What happens if it's a 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, or 10? Well, if it's any of those, then what happens is a point is established. And then what will happen is a little puck will be put out on the table, one on each side, because each side of the table is a mirror of the other side. This is to allow more people to actually congregate around the table and play at the same time. So let's say, for example, that on the come-out roll, a six is rolled. Well, that establishes the point as six, and the folks who run the craps table We'll put a little puck on the six to say that the point has been established as six. Now, what the shooter is hoping for 
or anyone who has bet a pass line bet is that a six is going to be rolled again before a seven. I realize this sounds a little complicated, but you have to remember that there are two sides to play in craps. One is with the shooter, and the other is against the shooter. If you're playing with the shooter, and the point is six, you are hoping that a six will be rolled before a seven. If you're betting against the shooter, you are hoping that a seven will be rolled before a six. And that is the essence of the craps game. Now, I'm hoping that I'm making this as simple as it needs to be, because it really is a simple concept. And I'm going to sort of uh, aggregate it down for you in one little uh, sentence or two here before we move on to the next step. And the reason I'm doing this is because that the whole purpose behind the layout of the craps table is to make it intimidating so that you don't even bother to go up and play. So again, if you're playing on the pass side, you're hoping that the come out roll will be a 7 or an 11. And if the come out roll doesn't happen to be a 7 or an 11, it will most likely establish a point, which will be 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, or 10. Once that point has been established, you are hoping that that number will be rolled again before a 7 comes up. Now, if you're betting the other way, the dark side or the don't pass bet, you're betting on craps, which means you're going to be betting on a 2 or a 3. If a 2 or a 3 comes on the come out roll, you win. If a point is established instead, what you are then hoping is that his 7 gets rolled before the point. And that's pretty much the way things go. Now, most books will tell you that if you bet on the pass line, you're betting the way most people bet. And if you go to a casino, you'll find that this is in fact the truth. That's the way people bet. Now, there's a reason for this because, remember what I said back at the beginning, the most common roll in craps is 7. There are more ways to roll a 7 than any other combination of two dice. Which means, for the sake of argument, that if you're betting on the pass line, your chances of the shooter rolling a 7 are very high, because that's what happens most often, statistically speaking. The big problem with that is what happens when that doesn't happen. So if the come-out roll doesn't happen to be a 7, if it happens to be a 4 or a 9, for example, then a point is established. Well, remember, though, that after that first roll, it is still statistically relevant that the most common roll from that point on is a 7. And if you're betting on the pass line, you are now behind what we'll call, we'll call it the 8-ball for purpose of the discussion. But you are now behind the 8-ball because... Statistically, the most common roll is now a 7, and you're hoping that a 9 comes before a 7, which means your back's up against the wall, hoping that a 9 comes first. So, at this point, we have to get into a little bit more about some of the different bets that you see on the table in order to explain how 
you uh, do the betting and craps and how you probably should not play the past bets because over time you're more likely to win playing what's called the don't pass or the dark side betting. And that's what I'm going to get into next. So if you look at a craps table, again, the pass line is closest to the players. The don't pass line is the next one further away. And then what you'll see are the come bet. And then there's a little box usually tucked away in the corner called the don't come bar. And then you'll see the point numbers, the four, five, six, eight, nine, and 10. And then you'll have two spaces, one above the numbers and one below the numbers. And those spaces are pretty important to this game. But let's start back towards the beginning again. I'm going to explain this game as if I were a typical casino better, and then I'm going to explain the game as I would play it, which will give you a better advantage in playing craps if you go into a casino with your money. So I walk up to a table, and I put down my $200, and I get $200 in chips. We're on the come-out roll. The table is wiped clean. We're starting at the very beginning. Now, if I'm a typical better, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my $10 bet, and I'm going to put it on the pass line. What you'll find is that most players at the table are doing the exact same thing as you. And actually, if you're in a typical casino environment, then every player at the table is doing exactly the same thing as you. So then someone is assigned the dice, they become the shooter. They throw the dice out, and what you're hoping for is that that 7 or an 11 shows up, because if either of those numbers shows up, you're a one-to-one bet winner. So let's say for the sake of argument that the shooter throws out the first roll, and it's a 7, a 5, and a 2. That means everybody who placed a pass line bet has won their money back. Everybody who put down a $10 bet gets another $10. If you put down a $30 bet, you just made $30. So on and so forth. Pretty straightforward. Let's say that you put down your $10 pass line bet, and the come-out roll is a three. Well, that's a craps, and you just lost your $10 bet. If somebody put down a $40 pass line bet, they just lost their $40. And this happens if the come-out roll is a two or a three. If the come-out roll is a 12, that's a push with the house. Whether you're betting pass line or don't pass line, nobody wins. So let's take the come-out roll from the other perspective. Let's say you place a $10 bet on the don't pass bar. You know, whatever the one thing is, the don't of it is the exact opposite. So if you place a $10 bet, you're hoping for a 7 or 11. If you get it, you win. If you place a $10 bet on the don't pass and you get a craps, 2 or 3, you win. 7 or 11, you don't. Any other number, not counting 12, which is a push, establishes a point. And those other numbers are 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, and 10. And you'll see on the table there are spaces for those six numbers. Whichever way you're playing makes those numbers important. As I said, there are spaces on the table, both above those numbers and below. 
So let's take the pass line better's position. Let's say that you put down your $10 on the pass line, and the point, or the first roll, is an 8. So the puck goes out, it's placed on the 8, your bet stands. So what you're now hoping is that the roller, the person who's shooting the dice, rolls another 8. Because if they roll another 8 before a 7 comes up, you win your pass line bet. If a 7 comes up before an 8, you lose your pass line bet. Now, if you're thinking statistically, you'll realize that it's much more likely, once a point is established, that a 7 is going to show up before any of those other numbers, 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, or 10. This is why, statistically, it's better to play the other way, because it's more likely, once a point has been established, that a 7 is going to show up before any of those other numbers, including the point. And I know this all seems a little bit complicated, but I hope you're staying up with me on this because it's um, if you want to play the game of craps, it's pretty important. They've designed this game to make it seem very complicated, and they really don't want people to play it, especially the way I'm going to tell you how, because if you do, you can actually keep up with the house pretty effectively. Okay, so now let me get into something that's pretty important here before we move on to the next thing, and that's that the pass line bet and the don't pass line bet are only valid on the come out roll. However, you can still make additional bets on those same conditions using the come bet and the don't come bet. Again, those are opposites of each other. However, the come bet is the same as a pass bet on a non-come out roll. And a don't come bet is the same as a don't pass bet on a non-come out roll. Exact same bet, but you can only bet one, the pass line, or the don't pass line on the come out roll, and you bet the come or don't come on a non-come out roll. In other words, after a point has already been established. Other than that, they're the same bet. Now, a couple of times I've mentioned the spaces on the table above and below the point numbers. What those are are called place bets and lay bets. Now the spaces below the numbers are called the place bets. Those are for people who are playing the pass bet and the come bets. In other words, you're betting with the shooter. Those are designed so that you have to specify what you want to bet. In other words, if you want to bet on the number four being rolled, you would place a bet on number four. If you are expecting an eight to be rolled, you would place a bet on number eight. Those pay pretty good odds. They pay better than one-to-one odds. And the reason they pay better than one-to-one odds is because statistically it is more likely for a seven to be rolled than any of those other numbers. That's why the house pays a premium for place bets. Now the space above the numbers are called lay bets. Now the way lay bets work are if you bet on the don't come, in other words, a point has been established, let's call it eight, and you place a bet on the next roll of don't come, in which you're saying that a seven is not going to come on the next roll. 
let's say the next roll is a five, okay, then your don't come bet is going to be moved to the space above the five. And that's a lay bet on five. And what that means is you're not actually betting on five, you're betting on seven. If you're betting the don't come, the don't pass, or a lay bet, you are always betting on seven. And as we've uh, already explained, when you're betting on seven, you're statistically more likely to be betting on the number that's going to come up next than any other number on the dice. Well, this sounds like a good thing, right? And it certainly is, because seven is the thing you want to be betting on. So this is basically how it goes. If you're betting against the shooter, which I'm telling you right now is the way you should bet if you want to play craps, on the come out roll, you place a $10 don't pass bet. And let's say, for the sake of argument, that the shooter throws a 10. Well, what happens then is the point is established as a 10. Now, you, as a don't pass better, are hoping that a 7 will show up before the shooter throws another 10. And this is the position you want to be in because it's much more likely that a 7 is going to come up before a 10. From now on, what you want to do is, before every roll of the dice, you want to place a don't come bet. This is often called a DC bet in casinos. So what you want to do once the point is established is you'll want to get one of the dealer's attentions, preferably the one closest to you, and you'll say that you want to place a don't come bet before the next roll. And you'll put your $10 down on the don't come bet. And then what you're saying is you're hoping that another non-point roll is going to happen. So let's say that you put down a don't come bet of $10 and the shooter rolls a 5. Well, what happens to your $10 is it gets moved from the don't come bar to the space above the 5, which means you're laying a bet on 5. Okay, so we're just about to roll again. You tell the dealer that you want to place a don't come bet again. So you do that, and the next thing that happens is a four is rolled. Okay, so your don't come bet gets moved to the space above the four. So you're laying a bet on four. Okay, well, here's where things get a little interesting, but you just kind of have to hold on and, you know, wait this out. This uh, this isn't a game of instant gratification. You you kind of have to just hold on and, and wait for things to happen. So it's, at any point, you can stop placing don't come bets, or you can keep placing them. It doesn't matter. The more you place... And the more times that a, a shooter rolls a different number other than the point, the more lay bets you'll be placing. Now, for every lay bet that gets placed, you can put odds on it. The dealers will be happy to explain to you what you have to bet in order to place the proper odds for each of your bet. But the more odds you place on all of your lay bets or your bets above the line, the closer to even house odds you're playing. Some houses only allow you to play certain odds, say 5 to 1, which means if you have a lay bet of $10, then you can only place an additional odds bet of $50.
Some will allow you to play 10 to 1, 20 to 1, 50 to 1, 100 to 1. You know, it all just depends on the house. You know, up to your comfort level, you should play as high an odds bet as you possibly can. Because the higher the odds you play, the more likely you are to recover your money. So here's a quick example of what happens to bets that are placed either below the line, i.e. place bets, or above the line, which are lay bets. What happens to bets below the line are if you bet $10, for example, on number 4, then if a 4 is rolled before either a 7 or the point, then you will win whatever the odds are. Now, in a lot of casinos, that's 9 to 5. So, for example, if you place a $10 bet on 4, and a 4 is rolled, you will win $18 for the 10 that you played. Now, a lay bet is kind of the opposite. If you have a lay bet on a 4, and a 4 is rolled, you lose your money. Your money goes away. This can seem like a bad thing. However, there is a point where this becomes the way you want things to happen. And that's when that 7 is rolled. Because what happens is, for all of the people who are playing on the pass line, if a 7 is rolled before the point, then every single place bet on the table is a loss. They lose all of that money. But every lay bet on the table that you've been playing, you win. Unfortunately, this is a little bit contradictory to the way the table works because everybody is going to be down in the dumps because a seven came up and they're losing all of the money that they've bet while you're raking in all the money they lost because you won every lay bet on the table. Unfortunately, I wish there were an easier way to explain this in an audio format than there is, and I thought that I would be able to do a really good job with this, um, because I happen to know how to play the game and I really love it, but the more I talk about it, the harder I realize it is to express how to play this game through the podcast format. So I'm going to try and line it up for you, uh, the way I think you should play craps in order to, if not make money, at least break even over the long haul when you go to a casino. So here we go. On the come out roll, if you're betting on the pass line, you are betting on 7 or 11. If a 7 or 11 comes, you win 1 to 1. If you're betting on the don't pass line on a come bet, you're betting on two or three. If a two or three comes, you win one to one. Twelve is considered a push, and everything else establishes a point. Now, at this point, I'm not going to explain how to do pass line and come betting because they are basically just the opposite of the don't pass and the don't come betting which is the way I'm telling you if you want to play this game and win at it, this is how you play. So on the come out roll, you place a don't pass bet. If a 7 or 11 comes, you lose. Oh well, you just move on to the next don't pass bet. On the next don't pass roll, or the next come out roll, let's say a point is established, and let's say that point is 4. 
Okay, so a point has been established as four. So what you're hoping for now is that a seven comes before a four. So for every roll that is thrown now, what you want to do is place a don't come bet. You place a don't come bet before the next roll. So every time you place a don't come bet, if that roll is a two or a three, you win one to one. If that roll is a 12, it's a push again. If the roll is a seven, then the round is over. And every bet that you have above the line, you win. If the roll happens to be the point, then you lose. But what's interesting is that every bet that you have above the line stays there, even if the point is rolled. And what's cool about that is the very next time that a seven is rolled, no matter what the circumstances, you get paid on every bet you have above the line. And that is really, really cool because every other player on the board loses all those bets when a seven gets rolled. And as we've already established, a seven is the most common roll in craps. So it's really nice to get paid for all of those bets you have sitting above the line when everybody else's bets get wiped off the table and they go home crying. So let's say, for example, that you place a don't come bet, the point is four, and the next roll is a five. So your bet gets moved above the five. You place another don't come bet, the next roll is a six. Your bet gets placed above the six. Well, and then let's say that you place a don't come bet, and the next roll is a nine. Well, your bet gets placed above the nine. So then let's say the worst case scenario happens, and you place another don't come bet, and the next roll is a five. Okay? Well, what happens is the bet that you have above the line on the five, you've just lost it. because you're laying odds on five. But the don't come bet that you just placed gets put above the five. So you lost some money, but you've got another bet above the five. Okay, well, there's a lot of other bets out on the table now, and you're just paying attention to your own. And what happens next is you decide not to play another don't come bet. You're just going to sit and wait and see what happens and hope that a seven comes up you know, then you'll get paid on all your bets. And you can you can be sure that a seven will come. So let's say that the very next roll is in fact a seven. A four and three show up and a seven happens. The point didn't get rolled, a seven happened first. So every bet on the table, except yours, get wiped off the table. Everybody has lost. All the pass line bets go away. All the come bets go away, all the place bets go away, all the center bets go away, the big six, big eight, they all go away. And every bet that you have that's sitting above the line, you get paid for. So you're sitting there cheering while everybody else loses because you knew how to play this game and you played it the correct way. Sounds pretty cool, huh? And it really is. It's it's a lot of fun to play. Uh, craps is a great deal of fun. It's a good time and you really shouldn't be intimidated by it. But here's a couple of quick rules. Other than the ones that I just gave you about playing, uh, don't pass and don't come bets. 
um, that you really need to keep in mind. The first is any of the single roll bets, like the ones in the middle of the table, like evens, odds, sevens, hard ways, craps bets, big six, big eight, any of those bets, don't bet them because they always pay less than the true odds. So stay away. The only bets you should be interested in on the table are the don't pass bet, the don't come bet, and the bets above the line, the lay bets. If you always play those, if you can stick to it, and if you can wait out, you know, the down times, because there will be down times, statistics aside, sometimes the table just rolls in weird ways, and you have to kind of wait them out. So if you're willing to put down at least $200 as an initial bet and wait out the rough times, you're more than likely to win this game if you play the don't pass and the don't come. And remember, the more odds you're willing to put down on any of those lay bets that you place, including the don't pass bet, the more money you're going to rake in when that seven comes. So everybody should, you know, belly up to a craps table, place the don't pass, the don't come bets, and uh, watch the lay bets, and the dealers at the craps table will help you with any of the odds calculations that they need to do. Just tell them what you're trying to do, and they'll help you out with it. Uh, that's that's kind of like what they're there for. They're, they're not there to judge you and how you're playing. So uh, keep in mind the don't pass, the don't come, the lay bets. Uh, play the dark side a little bit, and as long as you're willing to wait it out, you will probably have some pretty decent success at the craps table. So I hope this has been fun and a little bit entertaining. And uh, here's a couple of things to keep in mind. You should go into a casino expecting to have fun, but you should definitely not go into a casino expecting to win, because even at the craps table or at the pie gal poker table, the odds are in the favor of the casino. If you happen to win, consider yourself lucky. But consider yourself really a winner if you break even. Make sure you don't bet any more than you're willing to lose. And don't get into any trouble when it comes to spending money at a casino. If you're not willing to lose $20 or if you're going to feel bad if you lose 45 then don't put your money on the table because the chances are that you're not going to walk away with it. I hope everybody's enjoyed this little tutorial on craps, and if you have any questions, my name is K5, and you can email me at k5tux at k5tux.us, and I'll be happy to answer any questions you have about craps, or any other kind of gambling for that matter. So thank you for listening to this episode of HPR, and I hope to be talking to you all soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.